Hello, everybody. My name is Jordan, and this is an Increased Christmas mini-series to celebrate how your giving has changed lives. The idea is that we would be able to connect some of the dots of Increased Christmas to stories and real people that have been impacted by your generosity over the years. This week, I sat down with Craig from Off the Streets, a new nonprofit in Billings that serves the homeless population. Their goal for 2023 is to have a low-barrier homeless shelter and a community-first model building that will serve 250 people in our community. Here's my conversation with Craig. Well, hello, everybody. Today, I get to sit down with uh, Craig Bartle from Off the Streets and uh, a fun fact that nobody else is going to care about, but I got to meet Craig about uh, probably a year ago, year and a half ago, as he was running the what was the beginning of the organization he's currently a part of, which is Off the Streets. I'll let him talk about what he does, but I do remember that when I got to hear from Craig that I loved what he was doing in our community in Billings and the heartbeat and the mission of the organization. And at the time, there were some limitations, but I love Off the Streets and what, what you're, you're set out to do. So before I butcher all the things that you do, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you get to do, and uh, then we'll go from there. Thank you, Jordan, and thank you for this opportunity. Uh, you know, we feel honored and blessed to be here this morning. So, Off the Streets is a is a new nonprofit that uh, that started uh, earlier this year, and um, you know, just to kind of fast forward, we spent the last ten months really kind of identifying, you know, what it's going to look like when it's up and running, and so you know, bylaws and all the things that go into a, a new nonprofit. Really, a good time for us to just kind of reflect on what it is our community needs and. Yes, we we learned a lot from that 14-month temporary low-barrier shelter. And so that that was a nice opportunity. You know, Billings had had never um, had a low-barrier shelter before. This was kind of a new new terminology. And, of course, low-barrier shelter, for for those that don't know, is just just a shelter that tries to remove the barriers. So creating as, as, as low a barrier as possible because there's many, many things that keep the homeless out of a homeless shelter, and we call those barriers. And so low just means... You know, we, we strive for zero, knowing we'll never get there. There's always going to be barriers. Um, but, uh, you know, so this is, this, is, this is the mission of Off the Streets is really to provide that low barrier, a permanent sustainable model for low barrier sheltering in Billings because it's needed. You know, I don't talk to anybody who says, I think homelessness is on the decrease. Everybody says, hey, it's rising. And so yeah. we see this as being a great need. And, and we're just excited to partner with the community in, in, a, in a special way, of course, with Faith Chapel. We just, you know, we're on kind of a parallel mission. And so we just really are excited and honored to be here. Yeah, that's awesome. I would love to hear a little bit more about your story, Craig, to tell us how did you even get to being at Off the Streets? How has this become something that you're a part of? You, you even mentioned right before we started recording that you are answering the call, so to speak. And so maybe just catch, catch our listeners, catch me up to how do we get to where we're sitting today? Great question. You know, I was I was in the uh, the for profit world for the twenty years that I that I've lived in Billings, and you know enjoyed that. It was a great a great career. However, was never really fully satisfied. Just I just knew there was something missing in my life, and so. Anyways, I just asked the Lord to show me what it is that He created me for, and 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 so lo and behold, I I just kind of fell into the nonprofit world. Didn't even know it existed. Just fell in love with the with just the people, right? The, yeah. the people that you serve. And I started as Saint Mrs. Nepal. Was blessed to to lead that organization for for eighteen months, and as I said, just really understood the plight of of what it means to be homeless and the challenges, and just really wanted to help. 
and wanted to wanted to make a difference in, in the lives of the people that are on the street. And so, same as in Nepal, just we serve the, the what we call the chronically homeless, the folks that you know, they don't hit homelessness and bounce out pretty quickly. These are the folks that have been there one, three, five, ten 10 years, just for whatever reason, for many reasons, really, just really struggle with ever becoming housed. And um, this is the, the population that I will talk about today is the population that probably is the most vulnerable, uh, that feels the most dejected, rejected, that, that is, is in most uh, despair. Uh, I guess, fast forward, one of the things that really bothered me at, at my time, my short time at Samus in Nepal was that people would say, I have no place to stay tonight. And again, not knowing the sheltering world in Billings, that I, I didn't believe it at first. And so I, I spent a number of months just trying to understand where people go. And, and then I understood that there that we do have a great shelter in town. However, there are barriers to access. And so when people were saying to me, hey, I, I don't have a place to stay, it was the truth. And, yeah. and, and it, wasn't the, it wasn't the fault of the existing shelter. It was just that there's, there's reasons for these, for these things. Again, through no fault of anybody, we, just, we have people that are falling through the cracks. And so yeah. I, just, I said, Lord, I just got to believe that you want uh, these folks to be well cared for, right. to be safe, to be warm, to be dry, and to move forward with whatever that looks like. You've created them for a purpose. You have something that you want them to do and use me. I, I just would, would love to be used in this because I just I get so much reward, um, happiness and joy and peace in, in serving this population. So I left St. Vincent Paul to to open our first Billings First low barrier shelter. It was just a, a pilot program that I called Off the Streets and it was only supposed to run for 12 months. We only had funding for 12 months. Months, and we were just going to try that. And it was right at the, at the beginning of COVID. And so it was also a quarantine isolation site for homeless who, who either had a qualified exposure or who contracted COVID. And so we kind of served dual purposes there. It was just amazing how, how well it worked. Uh, you take somebody who's maybe sleeping one or two or three hours or maybe not sleeping at all was being accosted and, and, you know, living that, that lifestyle of, of just always fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you put them in a room and you give them eight hours of sleep. And it's just amazing the transformation that you see all of a yeah. sudden that person who couldn't have a, a coherent conversation is able to, to speak very articulately. And, and you understood then that, man, there's something about giving people eight hours of sleep in a warm, safe and dry environment. Uh, and so that was the first benefit that we saw. And then Jordan, what we saw was that is that when you wash people's clothes and have them put on a clean pair of clothes in the morning and they're able to shower and do some basic hygiene, not only did they get the sleep that they that they needed to to take on their their challenges during the day, but they also now feel empowered because they know they look good. I've noticed this the first time when I, I watched a lady that I had known from St. Miss in Nepal. And, and as long as I had known her, which was short, which was only maybe a couple of years, you know, she just never ever cared for herself. And all of a sudden, she comes to the low barrier shelter and she's putting on makeup. She's doing her hair, you know, and, and all of a sudden you see that, that this person really is yeah. before your very eyes is transforming into somebody who's got confidence now yep. that she can take on whatever the demons, you know, that she had. Yeah. Um, and so we saw a great benefit. We did one thing and we just tried to do it really well. And that was provide a safe place for people to be overnight. They could recharge, recover, yep. heal. And, yeah. uh, and this was the off the streets temporary low barrier shelter. And unfortunately it came to, to an ab- abrupt end, which was still a blessing. And when you look back on it, but we had off the streets took that closure to say, okay, this is something that we need to make permanent. Many of the stakeholders in Billings, be it law enforcement, the hospitals, Riverstone health, um, you know, mental health center, you know, Rimrock foundation, the agencies just overwhelmingly said, please, 
find a way to continue this shelter. And even even our mayor and, and city administrator and city council said, please find a way to continue this because it's a it's so needed and we've not wow. had this. And we had people coming to us during the off the streets temporary shelter that said, where have the homeless gone? We don't see them anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and where have they gone? And so what a what a beautiful testimony and testament to what's possible when a community comes together. It wasn't me. It wasn't it wasn't uh, a, a small group of people. It was a, it was the community that came together to make this possible. So yeah. that's how how I got involved was um, just I just was looking for happiness, yeah. which aren't we all yeah. um, and looking for peace and those things that the Lord promises. I was looking for those things. and I, I never dreamed it, but I would find it in this in this world that three years I guess five years ago now, I didn't know existed. Yeah. Wow. Thanks for sharing that, Craig. I love that story about how people getting a good night rest changes them. And and as you were talking, uh, just the word dignity popped into my mind. And I never would have thought that one of the ways that you can give someone dignity is through sleep. But I mean, that's, that's what I just kept thinking is like, yeah, you're, you're dignifying that person. You're giving them a place to collect themselves and and I mean, there's so much, I mean, this is a whole rabbit trail, but so much science behind, you know, how our brain heals and restores itself and how our body rests and all the chemicals that fire, you know, when we wake up after we've gotten the chance to rest. So that's such a, I mean, it seems so simple, but that's, that is such a beautiful picture of, of providing dignity for people. So now here we are, you're, you're at the beginning of this new off the streets, this new version of it. And I love that you're meeting a community need. The fact that your disappearing, your organization's absence was something that the community said, we need you. We need you back. That's a, I love that you were able to find something so focused and so intentional that way. So as you look to the next several months, what's the current need for Off the Streets? Obviously, from what you just said, people are asking for it, but what are we seeing in our community, even heading into winter? Talk us through the felt need in, in our community right now. Well, the immediate need, uh, I think, has been has been addressed. We have a couple of temporary shelters that are being stood up. Um, one is already operational, and one will be operational here probably around Thanksgiving or maybe a little after. And and so the needs being met, and so we're just we're just absolutely thrilled. Praise God that that people. If, if when you drive around downtown, we're just not seeing people on the streets because they are they now have a place where they're welcome, where they're warm and they're dry. The, the need comes from the word temporary. And so just like off the streets was a temporary shelter, the, the shelters that have been set up, both are very temporary in nature and good shelters, um, but, but temporary. So we still don't have a permanent long-term solution to this. That's one piece of the need. And then the other piece to that is, uh, or another piece rather, is that it needs to be sustainable. So one of the things that that's difficult in the nonprofit world is, is getting stood up, yes, but, but probably more difficult is sustaining that operation year over year through operations. And so we have what we think is a model that works. It's, you know, the U.S. has always had this pick yourself up by your bootstraps, um, you know, go get a job, you know, heal yourself. You know, it's not that hard. And we're starting to see that that was not a trauma-informed model. That was uh, that was a one size fits all, and that is not effective. And so, what we're seeing in other communities, and we track those other communities very closely to see what their challenges are and how they're being, how effective they're being. But it's really kind of a two shelter model, and that is is that you have a high barrier shelter for those folks that that need that uh, and thrive in that environment. But then you also have a low barrier shelter for the the folks that don't fit that model. And so this is what we're what we're seeing other communities do and do really well. And so Billings needs this and it's just a matter of of you know how do we how do we get there? We've we've identified a building 
that we would like to purchase uh, that Off the Streets would own. And, and by the way, this is a is a new nonprofit, and so we have zero donors. We started this organization with zero donors, and so this is this is a challenge. How do you go out and raise money for not only the purchase, the acquisition of the building, but also renovations? Even though your plan is solid, um, you know you still have to get that thing up and running. Yeah. And so this is the challenge that we face today: is 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 where does that money come from? And we've identified sources and, and funders, and, and so we're working through that process. But we have a long ways to go. Our goal ultimately is to have something by next year. Okay, have something opened up and that. Is, that is operational because this is when Billings is going to be, in my opinion, is going to be hit pretty hard. We've we've got through some political things and some money that has come through the state. Uh, there's a, a lot of money being poured into the state of Montana to help house the chronically homeless this winter. Uh, we're told that that money will run out sometime um, middle of next year. And so we anticipate a large number of homeless hitting the streets, not to mention those temporary shelters, possibly changing what they're doing. And then, and then all of a sudden we have a, a, a fair number. So not to be a fear mongrel, I, we don't believe in that, but we just want to be ready right. when that time comes. And so so to answer your question, you know, what is what is the need? The need is being satisfied now very, very well in Billings, thanks to all the community partners that have stepped up to make that happen. Um, the need for us, for office streets, we see is by summer of of this coming year, tw- summer of 2023, we really need something stood up by sheltering during that, those summer months, those hotter months where people need showers, uh, need clean clothes, need sleep. Um, but certainly as you move into fall, we've already kind of worked out the kinks and we're well on our way to, to serving that population. Yeah. One one piece I would add to that, Jordan, is that one of the things that we did that I think uh, I'm just really happy that, that our board of directors made this happen. The Off the Streets Corporation, this new nonprofit said, you know what? Yes, we'll have a, a low barrier shelter, permanent low barrier shelter. And we think we can, we can fit up to about a hundred people in our building. But more importantly, Off the Streets will have a, another program that will say, we're going to provide housing. This would be a supportive community first model that you're seeing across the country. These things pop up and it's what it is, is that, is that people are actually paying rents. The, the, the rents will be very, very modest, as you might imagine. They're just dormitory style rooms. We think we can, we can supportively house uh, at least 150 people in this new model wow. where they're paying rents each month. So we become a, a landlord in essence. Yeah. Uh, they become the tenant. They can afford it. Believe it or not, a third of the people that we help um, receive SSDI or SSI, which is just social security disability income or s- supplemental income. And a third of the people that we serve have that income. And mm-hmm. so we won't take all of that money from them. We'll take some of that money. They can cover their rent. And then the other two thirds of the population will work with them to either become gainfully employed and help them keep those jobs or sign up for SSDI because there's a fair number of people, believe it or not, that that Warm Springs serves for about a year. They kick back to the streets of Billings without a plan. And this this vicious cycle, this recidivism, that they go in and out of Warm Springs. That population, uh, we believe it should be signed up for SSD. And believe it or not, they're not. Um, so they're not really getting that income that they need. And some of these folks, we understand, Jordan, will never, I shouldn't say never, will probably never be housed on their own. And so this might be a place in off the streets where they, they are dignified, they're respected, yeah. they're loved. Uh, and they're given a place where they can they can participate with other like-minded community members. Right. right. And um, so again, just to I guess to wrap that up, I spoke too long, but is that is that office streets is really two programs. It's an overnight low barrier shelter yep. for up to about hundred people. And then it's community first model, common forms care, uh, where we, we actually house people in a supportive way uh 24-7. And then we still are only just providing that which we provided at the temporary. Uh, off the streets. And that was, we're just providing a place for people to be. Yeah. We understand that we're not going to be case managers, care managers, 
uh, we're not going to be medical people. We're not going to be therapists. We're not going to be counselors. We're not going to be addiction counselors. We're not going to be any of that because that's way outside our wheelhouse. And it'll take our focus off of doing one thing and doing it really well, and that is housing people. So we've invited all the other community partners, the agencies that are providing those services now in our community and are doing a very good job. We provide them a, a place where they can come set up a satellite office. And they can meet with either the low barrier shelter folks um, or they can meet with those folks that are in that in that supportive housing model to help them move forward with whatever wow. goals they identified. Yeah. And so this is not possible. Off the streets is not a silo that we say, ah, we've got the answer for everybody. Right. We say, no, this is going to fail unless our community gets behind this. And this right. community includes Faith Chapel. So yeah. that's yeah. that's what Office Streets is is hoping to accomplish as early as next year. What we're needing is 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 the money to to uh, to acquire the building, right. and it's going to be a beautiful kind of an industrial warehouse looking place that uh, that will provide just the basics for people, so that they can really truly be off the streets. And when I say off the streets, I mean I mean off the streets, both in a low barrier shelter overnight, but also off the streets and moving it forward because right. we're not helping anybody um, if we allow people to get stuck in the system right. where all of a sudden they depend on us. We we yep. walk beside people, and if yep. and if we're not willing to walk beside people and help them, not do the work for them. Critical critical difference there is that we walk beside those folks and just help them navigate that path. Because we interviewed 84 chronically homeless people in Billings this this past uh, uh, spring and summer. And almost all of them put on there, we gave them a list of what were your three goals. And as I mentioned, over 70% said housing. But somewhere in those three goals, Jordan, they said employment. But before employment, they said, I want to be reconciled to my family. Because how does one become chronically homeless? You've you've blown up. You've disintegrated those bridges that that network of, of resources that you had in family. Those are gone, and so we really we're excited to walk beside people. We've already seen some of the fruit of that labor, where people are reconciled and they actually get visitation back with their children. Where they were, there was no hope of that when they were on the street. Now all of a sudden they get to see their children and, and their goal is to be reconciled with their children That's to where cool. they actually have can play a, a, a larger role right. uh, in the life of their children. Isn't that a beautiful mission? That's yeah, amazing. Yeah. You talk about, you know, the 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 vision of like about a hundred your current temporary will house a hundred people. And then in the future with both the low and the community I I don't remember the phrase you use, but the community the wellness first community first model. Community first model. Yeah. Um It'll be closer to 150. I have no idea. Is that a drop in the bucket when it comes to our homeless population in our community? So, so what? Give us a picture of how how long is that number enough? Yeah, great question. So, so I guess in in, in theory, then we'll serve 250 people in this building, um, and and that will certainly will take a dent out of our homeless population, but it won't it won't begin to make a large impact. In, in my opinion, and, and how do I say that? Why do I say that? Is that is that we know in, in the year 2020, School District Two came out and said that they that they have they had identified, just identified, 452 homeless students in wow. School District Two alone. So so we know if that's and, and these are these are folks that you know that yes they're not sleeping on the street, but there's a, a fair number that live in cars, yeah. right? That live in hotels. The, the, the ones that we want to appeal to at Off the Streets is the homeless that's unseen, 
yes, the chronically homeless that are in alleyways and we'll, we'll certainly that's, that is our, that's our, our laser focus on that chronically homeless population. But there is a large number and, and nobody in Billings really has that number, Jordan. I would tell you that it's thousands that are homeless uh, in Billings because homeless is identified by HUD as being in a place that your name is not on that lease and you could be gone tomorrow. So for example, I'll give an example of that. How, how many, how many women have called or called the temporary off the street shelter when we had that going and said, can I stay there with my children right now? I'm in a place. Yes. I have a roof over my head. Uh, I even have a vehicle uh, and maybe I even have a job, but where I'm living, it's not safe for me mm-hmm. or it's not safe for my children or it's not safe for both mm-hmm. because they're willing to, to, to live in a place and have a roof over their head. Um, and that's really, really important to a mom with children, correct? Right, right. And so they put, they tolerate an awful lot of injustices in those wherever they're at. A, a lot, a, a lot goes wrong in those places. And I, I don't need to get into all the gory details, but I would just tell you that that's a population that we don't know the number. But I really hope that we can get enough support from our community that we can make a difference in those lives. Yep. Where yep. when somebody is in a very a very uh, violent or a very uh, destructive or a very unsafe environment. And they're only there because there's no, the street's the only other option. I want to speak to that individual yep. and say, there's a place where you can be warm, safe and dry. So can your children. Yep. And then let's, let's connect you with the resources that are going to help you become permanently housed. Yep. You don't have to live this way anymore. So to answer your question about how many are, are in buildings, I, I would say this, it's more than a thousand. Yep. It's more than 2000. If the number is 452 from school district two in 2020, and we know that number is more today, you know, it doesn't take one long to figure out that, that it is thousands of people that wow. are, that are homeless. And, and another population that, that I really want to um, reach out to and, and connect with is, is the youth um, in our community that are couch surfing. Um, youth are very vulnerable. They, they can be what somewhat naive and, and they are taken advantage of very, very easily mm. by, by those that prey on that population. And so women and children, uh, I call them the widows and the orphans. And I, and I, and, but also those, those, those young people that are, that are 18, 19, 20, 25 years old that are still very, very vulnerable. Um, we hope to provide a place for them as well. Yeah. Well, well, Craig, you are not lacking passion or vision or a way forward. And I love that. It's like invigorating to hear you talk about where you want to see this initiative go. And I'm hoping that as a result of our conversation, that those listening would also be inspired to to partner with you. And obviously, uh, through Increased Christmas and through some other things, we've had partnerships and we'll continue to to partner. But if there's somebody listening, so to wrap up our conversation, Craig, would you would you tell somebody, how can they find you? How could they come serve? How could they, um, there's obviously, I'm sure, financial partnerships that would be beneficial uh, for your organization. But what are some ways if people are, just latch on to what you're doing and, and share that burden, that heart for um, these groups of people. How would you uh, instruct them to, to find you and get a hold of Off the Streets? Wonderful. And by the way, Jordan, we are happy to come uh, and speak with any organization. Um, and so, you know, maybe that's one thing that we can do is if there's any groups out there that want us to come and speak about the need, uh, we are certainly available anytime and with, and really have found great benefit in that. Uh, but people can find us on Facebook. And then our website is Off the Streets. Dot net off the streets.net is our website you can learn more about uh, what we do and how you can help by visiting our website uh, or seeing us on, on on Facebook yeah and and, and again I, I I would be remiss Jordan if I didn't thank all the people at Faith Chapel it's hard to take this on 
alone. Yep. But when you have somebody like a faith chapel that comes beside you and says, Hey, how can we help? Yep. And meant it. Yep. That, that was the, that was the lift. You have no idea, but that was mm-hmm. the lift that we needed to that critical point where we were just understanding, could we even do this? Yeah. Yeah. So, so thank you. And, and yeah. thank you all of Faith Chapel for making yeah. this possible. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm so glad to hear that. And I, I got to be, that's, that's part of how I met you in the, in the beginning was part of those conversations, but I'm, I'm so proud of our community and, and the people who are part of it. Cause that had nothing to do with me. So I'll extend those thanks, but um, I love that that's the evidence of our community and of our faith in action that you would, that you would feel that partnership and that we can come alongside you. Well, Craig, thank you so much for your time today and thanks for sharing with us. And uh, I hope you have a great rest of your day and I hope that uh, some people reach out and come partner with you. And I'm sure they will. And Jordan, thank you so much for your time today. This is an honor to be here today. To find out how to be involved with Increase Christmas, head to increase.christmas to read about the categories and to give. Thank you for giving gifts that change lives. 